0: Welcome to Thoughts with Farley Podcast. Let's go to Venice. Nothing shocking. Mom, get me a Pepsi. Mom, that homeless person's defecating. I just want to say Merry Christmas. We're recording this on Christmas Eve, December 24th. Venice was found by a developer named Abbott Kinney in 1905. This is the man that started it all. His friend... Francis Ryan helped him put it together around a place called Ocean Park. Do you know what Venice was originally called? It was called Venice of America. And Venice opened on July 4th, 1905. That's where they took all the canals and drained them so then people could move in. This was a place of discovery. This was a place where the rich people went to play, you know, in the canals. It became this huge resort town at that time in 1905. I mean, this was the luxury resort town. They had auditoriums. They had ship restaurants. They, I read they even had casinos. I mean, this was just frolic around and just had the best time. Tourists were showing up in red cars. Showing up in a red car was kind of like showing up in a Tesla. Like, you were showing your wealth by, like, look, I'm driving up in my red car. And you living in California, you made that trip down to the Venice of America. So check this out. In Venice in 1929, oil was discovered south of Washington Street. And it was really important because it helped people in the Depression. So all those people that were coming in their red cars and had all that money, they could keep coming and they can make Venice booming and amazing because they had an oil boom. They started drilling for oil. Bam, they found some oil, and it was booming. I never knew that they had oil in Venice. This is what happened. From 1929, they were pumping oil, making, you know, swimming in money. By the 1970s, it was all gone up like they were sniffing cocaine. It was like, they, the oil was gone. The 70s, are like, Nch. the disco era killed it or something. Or just, it just, you know, they had to move on. Apple computers, they had to move into the future. Venice was not an oil town anymore. So Venice, a lot of amazing music came out of Venice. And I'm going to talk about a few bands that I really, really love. One is The Doors. Riders of the Storm. That's where... Jim, Raymond, Zurich, so they met and started writing songs. That's where the birth of the Doors, a great band. To me, they were kind of like a punk rock band. The blues, jazz, you know, really amazing moments. They're from Venice. A band that really changed me and changed me the way I thought about music. A big band, a, a band that had a record called Nothing Shocking. This band is called Jane's Addiction. They came out of Venice in the 1980s. If you haven't listened to Jane's Addiction, their first few records are untouchable. They are amazing, mind-blowing. Nothing Shocking was the record that I think was just on repeat. It was, it was a part of my, my life. My, I, you know I brought it around like a camera. It was an amazing record another band that I really liked was called suicidal tendencies I really liked them mom I just want a Pepsi mom I just want a Pepsi there are a lot of other great bands that came out of Venice or were part of that that scene but these three bands I think about I think of like the really bands that really changed music and you when you're in Venice, you could play their play this music, and you—it's you, like the soundtrack of Venice. Driving around, Venice has always been a place of all types of expression. You know, vaudeville uh, experiences. There is—I mean, one moment you feel like you're in a circus, another moment you feel like you're in the Walking Dead, and another moment you see a movie star. Venice, to me, was a place that when I was struggling or depressed I would drive down there and sit by the beach I still go there today if I'm having a, a moment or if I just really need to think things out I go down to Venice and it seems to calm me I think the waves and just the vibe and and watching the ocean and knowing that I can't control things I can't control the waves I can't control the animals I can't control a homeless person taking a deuce right in front of me but I can control my life that's Venice it's just this melting pot of all types of human beings nothing about venice it's really cleaned up it's not the same venice it was in the 80s it's a it's been it's now become overtaken by dot com become this more of a tech place and they're getting rid of the artists and that that's the sad part because to me venice is about the artists the actors the musicians the the writers the I just hope that five years from now, I don't, I go to Venice and I hope it's not like a shopping mall. Well, you know, if you go to Venice and you look around, there's one person who I like as a human being named Jules Muck. And she is a graffiti artist. And she started doing graffiti when she was in her teens in Europe and England. And she worked under someone named... Lady Pink, for many years, highways, rooftops. She even did New York subway tunnels, freight yards, where anywhere you could say you can paint, you can do some graffiti or art or paint here. She was like, "Let me have at it. I'll, I, i'm I'm right there. i am I am down to do this. Jules muck is is a inspiring, amazing person who i met in venice and every time i'm in venice even if i don't see her cuz she travels a lot now i i see her murals i feel her spirit it always makes me smile it makes me feel welcomed it, it's just it's a beautiful thing and i'm glad they've kept her murals up they haven't painted over them they are a part of venice they are a staple i hope they're there for years and years you know after we're gone or You know, I hope they just don't mess up Jules' heart. And another great thing about Venice is I have a dog named Olive. And Olive was found in Venice. And she's going to be 12 in February. And she... That dog has taught me so much about life. It's taught me that it's not all about me. And that dog has loved me when I've had the lowest points in my life. When I only had $11 in my bank account, I didn't know what was going to happen next. That dog was always like, it was real unconditional love. And I take her down to Venice and she, it's interesting her, something about her changes. Like she's like, I'm at home, I'm, I'm home. And the other thing about Olive is that when I rescued her, they wanted, she was two days away from death row and they were trying to convince me not to take her. Because they wanted to really, they wanted to end her life. I don't know what she did. I don't know what she was doing in Venice. But whatever it was, these people, the people at the shelter really were trying to get me But I knew that was my dog. I knew that we had a connection. There was something. That dog touched my heart. That's another reason why I love Venice. Because I think of Olive. They said she lived on the street for a few months and I and I would walk down the streets or drive down the streets and I think, wow, Olive was here all by herself on the streets. Where did she eat? What did she do? She was probably so scared and, you know, she came into my life and she found a great home and she's just been the greatest teacher. So, forever Venice has a place in my heart. And Olive has a place in my heart. So, if you've never been to Venice, California, I recommend when this COVID thing is done with, or you got your shots, or you have a little extra money, come down to Venice, stay a few days, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. You can't put Venice on Mars. Venice is where it is. Venice, California. Fun town. Artist town, music town, writer town, homeless town, whatever. Uh, maybe buy some street art. Join the circus. Join the parade. Maybe you'll see me and Olive. Say hi. Because there's nothing. There's nothing like it.